0: You are about to listen to Defending Black Girlhood Podcast. And I'm your host, Lalita G. I'm a black mother. Look, I don't care what Mookie, Maymay, May, LaKeisha oh, mama does. I'm not Mookie, Maymay, May, and Lakeisha's oh, mama. Tri-tribut. A preacher. Give me the key of D. And Mary had a little baby. And his name was Jesus. A life coach. Look, girl. If chump don't want no help, chump don't get no help. And a singer. And I... Uh... And I... And I... No, I ain't a singer. Most of all, I'm an advocate for black girls everywhere they are. And I'm telling you right now, I am unapologetic as hell about my fierce advocacy for black girls to be safe in their homes, schools, and communities. Join us for courageous conversations about topics that most impact our girls and be inspired to do your part in defending Black girls in your part of the world. Some information may contain graphic, violent, or explicit language. Listener's discretion is advised.
1: I feel like a lot of people looked at it as she was just an escort and she ran into the wrong person. Yeah. But never looked at the type, of, I'm not trying to say, you know, that that was right, mm-hmm. but the type of person that he was. It was two years later that I got her remains. And um, when I got her remains, I was still trying to make all of this real for me. Do you feel like you've healed or are you healing? I feel like this is my way of healing. Mm-hmm. By talking about it. Yeah. By being able to share it or help the next girl or the yeah. next parent. Because I get that so
0: much. Can you help me? Can you come talk to my daughter? People I don't know. Wow. All the time. Your story is your story. Right. And you have the right to tell it. Yes. And I'm not saying tell it in an intentionally cruel way to make somebody look bad or feel bad. But the truth of the matter is, if people want to be represented better in your story, they should mm-hmm. act better.
1: Um, I was able to see a statement that an inmate wrote saying this is what Nathan Middleton told him he did. How he hated black girls, how he going to be famous for what he did. He's going to be better than his father. He'll never be convicted of murder.
0: So I had a chance to talk with Miss LaRue a little bit more about the depths of the case and this crazy Middleton guy just sitting in the studio, finishing up. The engineer just said something I wish I had had the words to say, like this guy is the personification of evil. Yes. And yes. to have somebody so dark take out such a beautiful light is just a shame yes. on so many levels. So you were saying some more things that you found out that you want to share. Yes. I feel like
1: a lot of people looked at it as she was just an escort and she ran into the wrong person. Yeah. But never looked at the type. I'm not trying to say, you know, that that was right. Mm-hmm. But the type of person that he was. You know, right. I found out that he was a active white supremacist. It was even conversations of he probably did this before. Oh, my God. Because think about how a was burned yeah. for three days yeah and in his words he said that he'll be better than his father that he'll never be charged with murder
0: my god
1: if you think about if she wasn't found her remains wasn't found at the time when they did find her another day or so it would have just been blown in the wind no right. traces of her because it's ashes that oh he could have just let go. So that puts you in the mind of, and this is what the detective's telling me. I know he's done this before. Oh, my God. I know he have, But he uh, told someone that he strangled her. What? Yeah. She had asthma very bad. Very, very bad. So it wasn't nothing to mm-hmm. take her breath. Mm-hmm. She was just on life support a few months before this happened. Oh this is how God. bad her asthma was. So he said he told another person that he strangled her. This is how he killed her, and he said he put her in fetal position,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the detectives confirmed that he he put her in the fetal position in this hole that he dug up, and that's where he set the Jesus. set her body on fire at. Jesus. Because for some reason, from the news, a lot of people, even close people to me, thought that her body was being burned in like that barrel yeah. that they always showed to them. And it wasn't in there. Okay. her Like her personal belongings was in, in that barrel. barrel. Okay. But he dug a hole in the ground, a small hole, what? and balled her up in fetal position and put her in it. That's the way he burned her. But he set her body in his garage and put a, a top on it. And as I always think about that day saying like, why couldn't we found her? Yeah. Then, you know, yeah. why was it when he burned her? Like oh God. you already killed her. Right. Could have just gave me her body back right. and let me see her face this one last time.
0: Right. Because even with all the testing, trying to find out the cause for her death, you didn't get her remains back right away. Two years later. It was
1: two years later. That I got her remains, and um when I got her remains, I was still trying to make all of this real for me. Because, yeah. like I said in the beginning, you know, when somebody die or get killed, you used to go and identify their body. Exactly. You know, you used to stand them in a casket
0: at the funeral, picking home. out the dress you want, picking them out to the wear. dress, and yes. at least having that process of grieving that helps. Yes. ground you in the reality that you've yes. lost this person he
1: took that away from me so I was still stuck in a state of mind this is not real yeah how can I make this seem real to me okay I I got her remains back now let me try to do this casket yeah and they, are you sure you want a casket yes I'm trying to make yeah. myself believe that this is my daughter gone so i did get a casket you know we did the funeral we did the horse and carriage and all of that stuff it looked like a beautiful service it was beautiful but i thought that would make me feel like it happened yeah i still felt like no you know it's not that's that's not what happened
0: what helped you to get to with the grieving they said it is like five steps to grieving what helped you get to acceptance And do you feel like you've healed or you're healing? I
1: feel like this is my way of healing Mm -hmm. by talking about it. Yeah. By being able to share it or help the next girl or the next parent, because I get that so much. Can you help me? Can you come talk to my daughter? People I don't know wow, all the time in my, you know, sending me messages. Can you please help me with my daughter? That's where my healing is coming from. That's That's what's making me feel better. Yeah. That's what's making me feel better. And I just feel like that's something that she will want for me to do. At first, I felt ashamed. Like I said, I wanted to hold back. I didn't want to talk about it. I felt like people looked at me different, like I was this bad parent because this happened to my daughter. But parenting don't come with instructions. Nobody gave me a book to say, and people blame me, of course, because Mm -hmm. that's my daughter's. But I came out of that and I don't care because I am my daughter and I want to yeah. speak for her. And I feel like this is something that she will want me to do. Mom, tell him, you know, wow. you got to show them.
0: Because I know even on your page that you've put up to share her legacy, keep her story a lot, yes. that there have been a lot of negative yes. comments from Still. people. Yes. Still. Yes. Are these from people you know no. or just crazy folks yeah. just getting on their CMS? Yeah, I don't CMS? know. Yeah. You know,
1: I hear hearsay, but it's always people I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. People that I
1: do know, I've been able to sit down and really take them step by step. You know, okay. this is what happened. This is really what happened. Yeah. yeah. A printer did answer to an ad on Craigslist, which she knew better. Mm-hmm. And she answered to an ad of a wrong person. That She answered an ad to a racist, somebody that hated black women, in his words. And I also found out that she wasn't the only girl from the detective that answered to that ad. It was another girl. So the detective brought me the printout of the text messages. So I was actually able to see my daughter respond to him.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So he was talking to my daughter, another young lady here, and his fiance at the same time, texting him back to back to back. So between my daughter and the other girl, they were talking about party and so forth. Mm-hmm. And he asked both of them, are you available? The other girl stepped in and said she was at work. And the printer said, I'm available. That really made me feel some kind of way for so long. But I I, I just thought the thoughts that I was having was selfish. I had to let that go. Because mm-hmm. at the time, I'm thinking, like, why couldn't she say she was available. Why did it have to be my daughter? Yeah. Why did this girl say she wasn't available? Yeah. But that was selfish cuz that's still somebody right. started too. Right. But I you mean, know? I think
0: that's understandable. You looking for this a split second decision, something to shift. Yes. The reality of what happened and I love how you say that people We're looking because I remember hearing the stories coming out about Mm -hmm. her being an escort and there was so much emphasis on that. But you know what? There's a lot of escorts that don't end up dead. Exactly. So you can't say because she was an escort, this is her fault. And that's what I'm
1: trying to get people to see. Yeah. I hear the stories I know of the escorting, Mm -hmm. but look at the type of person she ran into. She ran into somebody that hated. Right. They really wasn't even looking for a date, just wanted to kill a black girl. He didn't care about having a date. He Mm -hmm. had a fiance. Mm -hmm. His whole thing was, let me get this girl and I'm a killer because she black. I try to get these women and girls to look at that too. You don't know who you are dealing with on the other side of that computer. You don't know who you are talking to on the other side of that phone. You don't know because you see something you see in the outside, not the inside.
0: Exactly. And even just, you know, a lot of my work has been grounded in helping black girls and black women who are survivors of sexual abuse to reclaim their lives and heal their lives. And so even just the messaging to black girls about sexuality and their worth Mm-hmm. and the decision that they make around who they share themselves with right and understanding you worth more than that
1: exactly and that's something that i live with and regret every day that i feel like that i should have gave a more of i felt like she felt like she really wasn't loved as she wanted to be from me Mm-hmm. For some reason, I felt that, like, towards okay. the ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I felt like she felt like my love was more for my boys. Okay. Kind of like a sibling jealousy thing. Yeah. But I wish that I knew what I know now, you yeah. know, then. Yeah. So I could have went about it a, a different
0: way. What do you think you would have done differently? I, I think I would have
1: expressed that and stressed that more with her. Yeah. Yeah. The love for her and, you know, the love and the respect to have for yourself. And it's just a lot run through my mind when I think about what I wish I could have did and told her. Do you you feel
0: like there's parts of your own story and life and experience that you wish you could have shared with her?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: What do you think you would have shared with her more so about even your own self, your own journey as a black girl in this world? I think I would have told her more of
1: uh, incidents probably with myself with dealing with things like that, with different relationships. Yeah. I kind of had to learn the hard way because my mom didn't raise me. Okay. My grandmother did. Okay. So... You know, when this happened, I put myself in the printed shoes like, yeah. oh man, I wish I could have told her more about how I got through this. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know what she was doing. To be right. able to have those conversations. You know what right. I mean? Like I if do. I would have knew she was escorting. Yeah. And she would have opened up to me about it. Then we could have took place with those conversations. Absolutely. But by me not knowing that, I'm thinking, you know, she's just hanging out, being a teenager, right. going to school, going to work or whatever. Right. I didn't think to say, okay, well, let me have this conversation with her because she escort. Let me tell her what I went through.
0: And I think this is an important point because like you were saying. A had goals. She had graduated high school. She's working, doing well. She's wanting to be a nurse. And because she's doing some of these things that you look at from the outside and say, my girl is on track. Correct. You think there's certain things you don't need to tell Mm -hmm. your daughters. And so I'm talking to a friend right now who is contemplating how does she tell her daughter that she is a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and how that experience has shaped her life. Mm-hmm. And I just think, particularly as black women, we go through so much. Yes. And we just make it through. We just do it. And we don't yes. stop to take care of our wounds and yes. the healing we need. So we it doesn't even occur to us sometimes that we have a story. Exactly. Yes. And a story to tell. Yes. That'll
1: save the next person life. Yes. And that's what I said. We all have them. And that's what made me come up with this tell your story, save a life. Yes. Because everybody have a story to tell. Absolutely. Everybody. They do. I even had adults here in Madison coming to me like, yes, please do this. I want to tell my story. You know, I've been holding this in for a long time. It's a lot about myself people don't know. Yeah, that people would be amazed, like, wow, really? Wow. I'm ready to tell my story. Yeah. You motivated me. You gave me the strength to do it. I get this so much. Yeah. So, I would love to have a talk, a session, you yeah. know, with parents and their daughters, you know, just like you said, this lady looking for a way to, yeah. you know, where she can get up and speak, you know, and her daughter right. can get up and speak, and then they can see the next mom do the same thing. Right. If like, you're not alone nobody's judging you for this because we all have this story to tell
0: too many stories yes and the importance of it and even feeling like and I felt this too when I first came out talking about my sexual abuse by my stepfather the consequence decisions that my mother made to stay with him I felt like I couldn't tell my story because it would be an embarrassment to my mother Right, and my friend is struggling with this too how will this impact my mother if mm-hmm. I tell my story, if I write my story and I feel like this is important for us to understand that your story is your story right. and you have the right to tell it Yes, and I'm not saying tell it in an intentionally cruel way to make somebody look bad or feel bad but the truth of the matter is if people want to be represented better in your story they mm-hmm. should act better right Because the truth at this point is the truth. The truth. And I think what really makes us just implode when you look at, and I'll be saying this forever and ever and again, of black women with high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. um, heart disease, Mm -hmm. diabetes, every stress-related disease, we are off. The record, and now we're learning that all of these stress-related diseases are precursors to Alzheimer's, which is why more Black people are getting Alzheimer's mm-hmm. than everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's holding in that story.
1: Yes. it's holding in your Can truth. Can I tell you what happened to me, as far as my health? Yes, please. With thinking that my body was okay, you know, you, I'm young. I'll be forty years old. I consider myself as young. That's the end, end of this month. You just a baby. I'll be forty. Yes. So. I'm thinking I'm okay. I'm dealing with this. It, it's getting better for me and I'm saying, oh, okay. But all of a sudden I started getting sick. Oh my really, goodness. really, really sick. Yeah. In and out of the hospital like every other day calling on the ambulance type sick. Oh my goodness. And I struggled with this for a while. So finally I got sent to a specialist at the American Center. Mm-hmm. And when I came in... Very nice doctor, lady, and she, and me and my fiance sat down. This probably like after two years of me feeling like this, trying yeah. to figure out what's wrong with me. Back and forth to the hospital. Just she sat down and she looked at me. And she said, "Whatever doctor sent you here, sent you here. Thank her for saving your life." What? So the sickness that I had, she told me the issues, the problems I was having mm-hmm. caused from stress.
0: Oh, my God. And I'm like, but I feel okay.
1: She said, that's what you're saying, but your body's saying different.
0: Right. We ignore stuff because we got to keep going. I felt like, you
1: know, I was dealing with it. Like, yeah. I got this. You right. Know? But my body was saying something different. Like, if this doctor wouldn't have found this issue wow. that was causing from stress, my heart was just giving up. Yeah. So this is why I was in and out of the hospital like okay. every other day getting potassium and you need potassium for your heart to beat. So I end up having to have a surgery on my kidneys. What? Having my adrenal gland removed and it was a, a small lump there and this is all caused from stress. All oh stress related. And I couldn't believe it. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I said, I thought I was okay. And she yeah. said, your body said different. But I'm wow. glad that this doctor found this issue because yes. your heart
0: was giving up my god and you, you know, have work I, to do yes you have I work, I to got do. work
1: to do i can't believe it yeah. but ever since then i've been perfectly fine health wise but that's another thing The stress to young women you yes. know Believe in when somebody tell you stress can kill you. Yes, it can. Believe that. Yes, it's it just, can. Just because I used to always hear my grandmother and my mother say that, but I yeah. never knew the meaning of it. I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm young. I'm not gonna die from no stress. You know, I'm too. Only old people who probably die from that. This is how I'm thinking. Yeah. Until I actually had to go through that, and I was really sick, and my heart was, you know, tired. Wow. My body was tired, but I was thinking I was okay. Yeah so that's something else that um, I like talking about that's what made me uh, join the uh, black women women wellness you know group cause I started talking about that you know to them and they like that's your testimony oh my god yes it is so I just got well from that maybe going on two years now Wow, my body was down terrible and it was all from stress and I'm looking at her like Are you sure? And she was a specialist for this. Wow. Doctors that I had never even heard of. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I was. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. You know. But I thank that doctor for
0: saving me. And I'm a true believer of that now. Yeah, You know,
1: stress can kill you. So.
0: Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for yes. sharing that because that's a good reminder for us yes. to make sure we're listening to our bodies. Please cause it listen. will give us yes. symptoms. It will give
1: us signs. Don't ignore it. Don't yeah. ignore it thinking it's something Minor because yeah. that's what I was doing in the beginning, to ending up passing out and can't walk and wondering why this is happening and that's happening. Right. Like, please don't ignore
0: it. Yeah. No matter what age you are. Right. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, we want to encourage you to keep going, keep doing this work. You know, I yes. love that you're wearing your daughter's pin. On your jacket, she was a beautiful girl, and I see her face in your face. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, so continue doing this important work. Thank you. Tell your story. Save a life. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alice LaRue. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) So now tell me about Aprina's name that's very unique. Aprina is Haitian. Her father
1: uh, gave her... That name named okay. her Prina. Um, she spoke French very well, just as well as she spoke English. Wow!
0: Mm-hmm. So when she was in Miami, was that with his mother?
1: Yes, that was with his mom.
0: Okay, so she was able to really get. She into She grew that up around Haitian that language. culture. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. Yep. She spoke wow. French and, very well. And you know, I didn't ask you this earlier, but how did her father respond to this and? Her grandma and all that. In the
1: beginning, I don't think her dad took it as I did when mm. I was constantly like, oh, you know, going crazy. Oh, I can't find it. She was, I don't think he took it like I did into okay. the news when I'm like, I went to the news station. And that's when he like, OK, because he's in, you know, Illinois. And OK. I was here. And I think that's when it really. Hit him like, okay, yeah. I gotta get there. You serious? She yeah. missing for real?
0: Yeah. And yeah. so there was some more about the story you wanted to share. She asked,
1: how did she get into this?
0: Right. How did she get into this lifestyle? Right. How did she get So into from
1: hearsay, it was a female that influenced her. A white girl. She's a white girl. And she was looking at her lifestyle. Okay. What she had and what she was doing and... From what I'm hearing, that she thought okay. that was oh, okay. I want to try this. Okay. So she kind of looked at the glamour, the bling bling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was really, really angry with this girl. Like, I really wanted to hurt her. Yeah. Because I knew her very well. Did you know? I did been in my home. She sat at the table and ate with me, dinner with my family before. Like I really was so angry. I wanted to hurt her like seriously. And everybody knew about this.
0: Was this somebody she went to high school with?
1: I think she's a little older than her. The girl is a little older okay. than her. But okay. she was around high school. Okay. She was around middle
0: school. Okay. Yeah. So but she, she, had she was known her little, for a long time. She
1: did. She did.
0: And did you ever have an opportunity to have a conversation with this? I haven't.
1: It was like this, when this happened, it scared her away because she was looking at everybody was faulting her. And if I had the chance to find her and talk to her because it's been on my mind, I want to forgive her and tell her I'm sorry because, you know, it's not her fault. Wow. You know, and I, that was something else that I held in. You know, I thought about like oh, all yeah. this anger. I, I never apologized to her. I never opened up to her to see if I could help her. I don't even know if she's still alive. You know, this, these are the type of yeah. things that I think about. Like, where did she go? What happened? You know, yeah. I hope she's okay. Oh, I feel bad. I ran her away from me. I'm telling everybody that it's, it started from her. It's her fault. Mm-hmm. You know? hmm. But Aprena had her own mind. Right. She did what she wanted to do. That's nobody's fault. That's not this girl's fault. Wow. So I would love to forgive her. But whenever, you know, somebody asks me, how did this even happen? How did she even get into That's why you have to watch the crowd, the group that your kids follow behind. Right. Because this is a perfect example. And I'm not blaming her. Right. But I'm just saying, like, she looked at what this girl had. I wish I was able to say, you don't have to do that. You work in this job. Right. Or you think you need more? once not you get another one Then You have right. your two jobs and you do this, you do that. I just wish I had more of those conversations with her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't look at because she laid down one time and she ended up with this fancy car. Right. Don't look at it like that, please. Right. Because that one time cost you your life. That one time you wanted to try it out, cost you your life. It's not worth it. And that's the message that I want to give to other women and girls that's doing the same thing because I know it is because I hear it so much. They think, this escorting thing is so cool
0: yeah
1: you know like when we was younger if we wanted to be off with the bad kids we're thinking oh we too young to drink and we take this drink we with the bad kids right. you know but it's like nowadays they got more on this oh if you escort girl you know you're gonna get it that's what the money at yeah no no yeah. please no it's
0: driving for the American dream oh and the sense God. of materialism and trying to find worth in what you're wearing, what yes. you drive driving, what you yes. have. Yes.
1: Like, this is, it, it really makes me mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I just really want to stress to these ladies, like, this is, that's not it. Yeah. Because that one mistake can cause you your life. And that's what happened to her. He lied about so much with the story that I also speaking about to clear that up. For people that's confused or that's not close to me, that don't feel comfortable asking me, and you don't have to be close to me because I don't mind talking about it, any part
0: of it. That's wonderful. That's I don't powerful, mind telling courageous. you I don't
1: feel offended yeah. or none of that. You Like like I said, I feel better opening up about telling this. Yeah. He said that he had sex with her in a shower.
0: hmm
1: They found no traces of her ever even been in the home. When I tell you they destroyed that home to find anything of her being in there, but they did find her hair in his car. So from the detective and me talking, we're believing that he killed her as soon as he got her in that car. She had a nice amount of hair, but I remember she had weave in her hair. Mm -hmm. All the weave was in the car. They brought it to me. Show me. Was this her hair?
0: Oh, my God.
1: They pulled up the tub. Nothing. Pulled it up just oh to, to get down God. in the drain and everything to see if anything. All of that and didn't come out. No so trace people of thinking her that. Yeah. No trace of her ever being in the house. The mattress, they sent it to labs and they did all, everything they could do. And
0: they never found
1: anything in that home that said a Prina
0: was in here.
1: They was in this house and they had sex.
0: I never heard that part of it. And then if you go back like to the first stories. Yeah. News wise and stuff. Right. Yeah. you It's articles on that. My God. So then when they found her makeup bag, was that also in his car or was that? What he was burning. He had in. it in that, yeah.
1: In the in the can. In that, that can. He had it in there. And she carried that bag everywhere she went. But I knew two nights before or the night before, the detective that I was telling you about that I was working with in Fishburg. I can remember I was outside. I was out, you know, just trying to clear my mind. And he called and he said something about the makeup bag. And my heart kind of dropped in my stomach, but I kept moving. I kept moving. You know, he asked me. Yeah. Didn't you say she carried a pink makeup? And then I'm like to myself, why do he keep why does he keep bringing that. up this bag? Like, yeah. what are they finna say? Jesus. But I didn't say nothing about it. My friends, like, what they just I'm like, nothing. He was just asking me. Mm-hmm. I kind of sucked it up and moved on. Right. But all of that was sticking with me because everywhere she went, she carried this bag. This makeup bag. And I'm like, why do they keep asking me this? Yeah.
0: Dang. So it sounds like he was very intentional of seeking out a victim, and his intention yes. was to get a black girl Correct. that he could
1: kill. Correct. And those were his words. When a detective came to my home before he retired, me and my son sat in my living room, my older son, and he told us everything he let us see everything we wanted to see and that's when I told you that I was able to see him my daughter texting um I was able to see a statement that an inmate wrote saying this is what Nathan Middleton told him he did how he hated black girls how he gonna be famous for what he did he's gonna be better than his father he'll never be convicted of murder from the way he did it and yeah he hate black women so far he strangled her and he did tell one another inmate that he did have sex with her and he wanted more but she wanted more money and that's when he killed her so it, it was like two different stories from mm-hmm. two different inmates mm-hmm. yeah but he definitely stressed how he hated black girls he said some weird stuff about making a bomb to destroy all the black women. Yeah, it was it he was a bunch of it was a bunch of weird stuff that I was able to read that
0: he said. Oh my god! I think there's a whole lot of people that are safe now that that man is behind bars. Yes, yes. I hope he never gets out. I hope he don't either.
1: But the way he looked, like, he had the nerves to, in the courts had the nerves to subpoena me to court for him about restitution. I was so pissed. What? Like, I can't believe that y'all are making me come down here to look at this man, excuse my language, about some damn restitution. I don't care about that. I don't want to sit in this courtroom and look at him. Restitution under what grounds? It was something about... Because the judge ordered him to pay all of these thousands of dollars to me for uh, restitution, for loss of work, and, you know, different stuff like that. Stuff that went in one ear and right out the other. Right. Because I wasn't listening to that. I didn't even care about that. Right. But he didn't agree with it. He wanted to bring me back in court for some oh, reason. Oh, he wanted
0: to fight the restitution yes. that he was assessed. Yes. For you. Yes. Okay. yes.
1: okay. And they made me come back to court for that. Wow. They made me. They subpoenaed me to come back for He's that.
0: Just cruel. He's and just I, cruel. That was
1: torture to me for them making me come back to look at him. Right. I did to see him. And look at him. I know. You know, I don't want to even... But them few years that went past... I just looked at how he looked when it first happened to how he looked now. Mhm. Bad. It's like he got a real bad twitch every time a judge say his name. I just look at him to see what he'll do and he twitched really bad. He looked like something is just taking him out. I don't know if he's on medication, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cuz mm-hmm. he kind of drags, but he don't look like the same person at all. Dang. At all. But I, I didn't want to see him no more. Like, I was done with that part. Right. He think all of this is the game. He's proud of what he's done. It sounds like a cruel game that he's playing. He's proud of what he's done. That's another thing that I try to make
0: real to people.
1: Racism. Yeah. This with the escort.
0: Right. Both. You just don't know who you're getting with. Exactly. You just don't know. exactly. And there's no car. There's no... Pair of shoes, clothes That is worth
1: that risk Nothing The people It was a man That moved into that home You know We visited out there Where it happened You know Everybody from Madison Went out there And visited out there You know I was able to see the, The spot that he Did it in The garage So we just all out there Looking around and stuff After everything You know Investigation They was done with the house And stuff About a year or so later A man called me don't know how he got my number, but he called to let me know that him and his daughters, he was a single father, moving into that home. And he wanted to know, did I want to come out with them to bless the home and just pray? And he had a pastor on the phone the second time he called. And I told him no. Yeah. It was Okay. I wish you and your daughter's best of luck, but no, I don't want to come in there. Cause I'm thinking in my mind, my daughter wasn't even in, in the house, yeah. but I appreciate you thinking of me yeah. and my child, you yeah. know, when you go in there, but people think that she was in the house, but I honestly believe she never made it to the mm-hmm. house. I believe why was her hair in the car? Right. You know, what took place in this car? Right. Why didn't they never find anything, any trace of her being in this home and as bad as they don't tore this house up? You know what I mean? So no, I wa I didn't want to come to that, mm-hmm. you know. I told him no. And he told me anytime I wanted to it was okay. But okay. no, I'm
0: I let that part go. Good for you. you. Know? Yeah. And I'm glad that you've picked up determining as her mother what her legacy will be. Yes. And continuing to bring positivity out of tragedy yes, and helping to save other lives. So thank you so much yes. for sharing. Mm-hmm. Now you got anything else good to say? <laughs> I think I'm done. I okay. Think I'm done. Well, we could always have another conversation. So thank you again so much for your time and for your heart. No
1: problem. Thank yeah. you for having me.
0: That was a good conversation. And look, we mean this thing. We are not playing. We are committed to defending black girls. And look, we want you to get involved. Please visit laleta.org to explore the work that we are doing to defend black girls to be safe wherever they are. And look, while you're there, please sign up for our mailing list so that you will not miss one single fearless conversation.